0: with me. Lord Jesus, as you sent your first disciples out, you send us out. Show us what that means today. Show us what you have for us in your word and in your command to go. In Jesus' name, amen. You heard it just a minute ago. A lot packed into just a few verses. Some of my favorite and some of things I kind of struggle with at times. Here's the story, it says, now the eleven, remember Judas had left, they went to Galilee way up in the north, to the mountain to which Jesus had directed them, and when they saw Jesus, they worshipped him. Jesus receives their worship. This is a claim to deity, to him being God. This is Matthew saying, Jesus is God. There are two things throughout the Gospels that Jesus does that only God can do. First one is receives worship. The second one is forgives sin. So when uh, it's popular to say, well, Jesus never claimed to be God or the gospel writers never said that. They just kind of baked it in later and built it up over. No, read through Jesus is receiving worship. And Matthew writes it plain as day and he forgives sins. And even the scribes and Pharisees earlier say, who can forgive sins but God alone? Jesus does this and they say they worship him. I love that. And then the next phrase, wait a second. They worshiped him, but some doubted. Where did that come from? Wait, here we are at the end of Matthew, the pinnacle, the great commission. Jesus is sending them out, and Matthew tells us the truth. The Bible tells us the truth. Some doubted. So if the Gospels were some sanitized, edited version of what happened, and they're trying to to beef up the Jesus stories, this line would have been struck out so fast. Some doubted. You take this stuff out, right? It kind of ruins your credibility uh, as the disciples. Except, in fact, if these were as they are, eyewitness testimony. So I love this verse. They worshiped, Yet some doubted. I love the honesty Except, I also don't love this verse. I struggle with it. Doubted? Really? After all of the miracles, the feeding of the 5,000, the feeding of the 4,000, blind people seeing, dead people being raised, Jesus being dead and then alive, his resurrection from the dead, some doubted? Really? Who? I want names, Matthew. I want to know who is doubting. Do you want to know who? Do you want to know who doubted? You did. You want to know who else doubted? I did. Jesus, did you really die for that sin I just can't forget about? And I keep rerunning over and over. And did you really die for that one? Or Jesus, this has been a really bad year. Do you really love me? It's just been one thing after another. Bad things upon, but can it get any worse? And then it does. Do you really love me? They worshiped. Some doubted. How often are your worship and your doubt not that far away, but pretty close together? It might be you here sitting this morning. Jesus, I trust you. I worship you. I believe in you. But I'm struggling here. I'm not so sure about some things. But somewhere between this moment here of them worshiping him, Jesus, and him commissioning them, and some doubting it says, somewhere between here and just a few days later at Pentecost where they are filled with the Holy Spirit and sent out, then they are pretty sure they know who exactly Jesus is because every single one of these 11 plus Matthias, the one to be added on, they give the rest of their lives to doing exactly what Jesus tells them to do and that is go. They all give the rest of their lives and all but one actually are killed for it going and telling people that Jesus died and rose for them. Go. Going. Jesus sends people out. It's what it means to be a follower of Jesus is that you get sent out to tell others the hope and the joy and the peace that you found in Jesus. And so as we wrap up 40 days, ending on Saturday, a red-letter challenge. This is the last theme, going. Read through all of the Gospels. All four of them have Jesus sending the disciples out. And they're, kind of, they're, they're different stories if you read through all the Gospels, which tells you Jesus probably told them more than once, hey, this is what it means to be my disciple, is to go. So let's see if we can get through all of the themes we've been through so far. We've had being, forgiving, forgiving. Serving, giving, going. Sounds pretty good? Let's see if we got it. Being, forgiving, serving, giving. Go one more time for good measure. Being, forgiving, serving. Yes. First we are with Jesus. And when we are with Jesus, he forms us into people who forgive, who serve, who give, and who go. Going. So then Jesus says, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, all people groups everywhere, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey or observe everything that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the very end of the age. Going. Something we're called to do we also have to ask, well, what does that mean? What does that mean for you today? What does it mean for me today? What does it mean for us to go? Well, it will be interesting for you to look up later the disciples and where they ended up going. You'll find some fascinating things. As church history has it, James went all the way to Spain, quite a ways from Jerusalem. So that's why when he, he doesn't die there, he, but his bones get taken all the way back there because of the way he was revered for bringing the gospel there. Thomas goes all the way to India. John became a bishop of the church in Ephesus in modern-day Turkey. And Matthew, writer of this gospel, is said to have gone all the way to Ethiopia and then come back. So yes, going. Some of us will be called to that. Some of us will be called to leave here and go. And some, some do. Some of you might. Some of you might have. And God might call you to that. We, we are supposed to make disciples of all nations, yes, our neighborhood, but all over the world, because God's heart is that all people everywhere come to trust in the death and resurrection of his son, Jesus, and he's asking us, his imperfect people, to go out and tell people. So what does going mean? How do we do that? This past week, I was making a visit as we do every month with the help of some elders and, and pastor help to, to people that have a hard time coming to worship. And so we go and share devotion and, and communion with someone. And I, uh, when I do that, I try to share a reading that I'll probably preach on the next Sunday to uh, keep, connect them to the life of the church, but also get some ideas in my head as I share a brief devotion. And so I was uh, reading this to somebody this past week. And I'm reading, you know, go and make disciples of all nations, and then it dawns on me, I'm visiting someone, as I'm reading this, who lives in a locked facility. They're in a facility that you have to sign to get into, and then they're uh, behind a a coded locked area of that facility. They can't leave. They live there all days. I'm saying, go, and it dawns on me, they can't go anywhere, what does it mean for them to go? So as I'm reading God's word, and, and somewhere in my head seeing my brief devotion go up in flames on the moment, uh, I kind of said those words out loud. I said, well, what does it mean for us to go? And this person uh, nearly cut me off and said, well, going for me is talking to the person across the table at lunch. I just have to go to the lunch table to tell somebody else about Jesus. I thought, yeah, wow, they get it. They get it. This person walks with a walker, has poor balance, they're older than most of us here today, and they understand what Jesus means when he says, go. What about you? What does that mean for you today? Now, I know some of you are, are parents of young children. Guess what? You don't have to go very far to make disciples some of you spend a lot of time with your grandchildren or great-grandchildren. You don't have to go very far to make disciples. And some of you work with people who don't yet know the grace and peace of Jesus. What would it mean for you to go this week? Is it a phone call? Is it a text? Is it an email? Is it lunch with someone? Is it just walking down the hall to another cubicle? Well, today is All Saints Sunday, And you might have already written a name that will be read later of someone that you're thankful for who followed Jesus and showed you Jesus' love, and now they rest eternally with him. They were somebody who heard the call to go and went. And they could have lived in the same town their entire lives, but because they went, they showed you Jesus' love. So since you are thinking today of people that you know and love that are, are now died in Christ and rest with Him. Since you think of a name, don't you want to be that name to somebody else someday? Don't you want to be the name that somebody else writes down? Don't you want want to be the one who somebody thinks of, why do I know how much God loves me? Wow, it's because the Holy Spirit used you to show them. So what does it mean for you to go this week? And as we do that, that very last verse that Jesus says to his disciples makes all the difference to me. Jesus says, "Behold, I am with you always to the end of the age." I know some of you, many of you have said to me, "Hey, that's my confirmation verse." That's a great verse to have as a life verse or a confirmation verse. So Jesus is telling him, "Go. You're going to go very and they go way far away and and they face many hardships, and yet what is Jesus? He doesn't say, hey, just go get busy, and I'm going to go to heaven and take it easy. He says, go, and I will be with you always. So Jesus says, go, make disciples, but he will never abandon you. He will be going with you and me as we do. So may the peace of Christ that goes beyond our understanding guard and keep your hearts and minds in faith in Christ Jesus. Amen.